perfection. That's fine. We'll just fix it. Post. We'll fix it. Post. We'll fix it. Post. <laughs> uh, all right. Uh, hello, uh, and welcome to a, another new episode of PNB. I am your host. I'm just a guy, a small guy from a small part of the internet. Uh, I am T.L. Foster, and I am joined by my buddy, Sir Dylan Tierney. Say hello. Hello. Hello, internet. Uh, Mr. Brendan Lundy, say hello. Hello. And we are joined by a um, friend of the site uh, and Thanks podcaster, for the <laughs> podcaster extraordinaire, uh, Chris Antista. Say hello. Hi, buddy. How's it going? How's your How's your whirlwind week of doing more podcasts than I do going? Uh, <laughs> I don't. So yeah, um, since uh, the last time, we re- so the last recording was the Dan Amrick episode, right? When it was already weird because it was me and Dan talking mm-hmm. about Hero Falls. Uh, then I went on your show, Chris, uh, and talked about specific racism and video games and policing. And that was a whole thing. Um, and then I was on the Giant Bomb live stream. So I, it's been weird. A, I have, a I've got, yeah, I've mm-hmm. got uh, 200 new followers, including people mm-hmm. like I, I know, and like, why are you following me? So imposter mm-hmm. syndrome is going to hit really quick soon. But it's been, mm-hmm. um, it's been a week. So how's everybody else's week been? <laughs> <laughs> It's yeah, been it's fine. Yeah, you know, I want to. I, I want to say great, but I, a couple of my friends on Facebook have redefined the word uh, "great." Starts with a big G in the middle of M and A. Uh, great means a hundred thousand <laughs> Americans dead. The streets are on fire, and the economy is worse than the depression. Great, great. I'm great. <laughs> yeah, I'm great. No, I, it's it's been awful, and I'm finding I'm very distracted. And if you guys didn't hear it on uh, Video Game Apocalypse. I, I know we said it, but uh, that VGA was so long and late and drunk. It is really one of the few times I've blacked out without being on like a medication trial. Like that, yeah. <laughs> I don't remember the end of the show because it was like two two thirty, three thirty in the morning. And yeah. uh, it, but we like I was I was in the same predicament because I had a recording set the night before, and it was when. Uh, People at, in D.C. were getting pelted with rubber bullets and tear gas, right? So the fr- president could hold up a Bible awkwardly and uh, continue, continue his charade as Jesus smiled on him. <laughs> and, and, like, I had to record my girlfriend and I are standing watching TV live, but we're standing like it's the end of Fight Club, just, like, watching things blow up, <laughs> holding hands fall. and scared. It's what it, that, but no, it, it turned out to be, like, not that bad, but how are we supposed to know? All of a sudden... Peaceful, peaceful protesters were being fired upon. Like these two teenagers were carrying out, like what looked like a fifty-plus woman with gray hair who got shot in the arm, like in the chest. Uh, and it, it, we were like, "What the fuck is going on?" And I didn't know how to record. I just I, I wanted to cancel, and I couldn't. And Michael was in the exact same predicament. He's like, "I don't want to do a show. Everything seems pointless." He even said it on the show. It was he, when he wrote it to me. He's just like, I, it, "I felt like when I did something bad and I knew it. My mother yelled at me, and everything." I had to be in my room, and all of my toys seemed stupid because I thought my family hated me. That's right. how he felt about recording a show about video games last week. And I don't know where TL got involved, but he's like, I want to do it. Yeah. And I, I think what happened was Matt had reached out to me. He's like, hey, you know, do you want to do a show? And we 
like we didn't have a PNB plan, right? Like I, mm-hmm. we didn't have anything. No. I think I was gonna say because I was just frustrated that Monday, and I just told you guys, and I was like kind of drunk. I was like, I'm gonna just say something. And you guys were like, Hey, go ahead. But we Which didn't have one, anything. Uh, yeah, we didn't have anything planned. So, like when Matt said it, it's like I have a lot I want to say. Like it, it mm-hmm. felt like, like that CM Punk, that CM Punk thing where they were like, Hey, here you go. It's like. Oh, you guys are just going to let me use this forum to say what I've always wanted to say? Okay. Like, yeah, I, I'm 100% ready for that. And that show, like, and I've had a lot of people say, like, oh, it's, it's a really great show. And I listen back to it now. I'm like, oh, there's things I wish I would have worded better and stuff like that. But I, I don't know. I mean, I stand by that show and a lot of stuff that I said at that show. Like, it, it was. Yeah, I, I had to ask the guys because, like, I. I woke up terrified because I don't know what I said. And, I, and I, I'm in the position where, like, yeah, I have stuff to say, but, like, I, I don't – I'm very – I want to be very careful with what I say. And I got very, very drunk and had fun. I'm like, I don't think I should have gotten drunk and had fun talking about a serious issue. We Instead of talking about video games, all of our shows try to stay on topic, and they're not – necessarily apolitical so shut up with that stupid comment never i never want to see it again because saying the president looks like a cheeto isn't political uh i'm allowed to say that i hate him but we we don't go off on like minute long tangents on politics because dude life sucks i get it the i take comfort in the distractions so we want to try and offer that same thing and then we we rarely we have an outlet like bonus time for our patrons but we rarely get to talk freely especially on that show because like you know matt and Matt and Michael have real jobs, and awful people can try and get them fired. Like I'm, like, I'm fortunate enough to be self-employed, but like, so they're they're even more careful than me. Right. And it was a little terrifying, and I don't know, like, um, your willingness made it less terrifying, and I think for some of us, made it feel like, nah, it's if TL wants to talk, then like, it's 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 our uh, like it's kind of our duty to give him a platform to talk because it's just not something the network has any fucking like like a regular black person to talk about what's happening right now and that's mm-hmm. i guess our failing but it's just not a big well, group. I mean, <laughs> it's not it's not just your failing that's the thing mm-hmm. uh, that's the thing that like has been really weird about this week so the giant bomb thing happened because a lot of people have been saying like hey there's not a lot of black representation in video games like right now like the big names are who austin gita and blessing you know, there's there. You know, uh, Mike who does a lot of stuff for US Gamer. You know, he's but there's not like a lot of like front facing black people. There's Zaz. Like, there's Barrett. There's <laughs> that guy from Bayonetta. <laughs> right. <laughs> but I mean, that's I mean, so. That's also like I said, like the giant bomb thing was great, and I just see some people who like gave it a backlash. But like to me, it was really great because we got creators and people I've never heard of, and we did the stream, mm. and it was like you would have never guessed we didn't know each other like it was just like it was right. like f- five yeah. it was like five friends that just was like oh hey we're going to stream today yeah it's, the chemistry it, was really good yeah yeah, it yeah it's, it's like i, I it's i, I want to let people know like it, it's definitely a failing on our on, on parts of people like me for not having uh more representation because i told you like it's not about some like forced diversity or anything but like i've been talking to mike for 12 years i value perspectives and i could care less about what i think and i'm dying to hear what someone who's not me thinks and the more not like me you are the more interesting your show gets but it is easy uh to fall back on like these are the people i'm most comfortable with right and sometimes that can be exclusionary and and it, like, yeah, to try and not maybe not do that. And, and I, I would only do that because, like, 
I can guarantee the show's going to be good if I'm doing it with the guys that I know well have done this a lot. But you miss out on stuff by not reaching out. And I don't know if I've been on this show in a while, so I, you should apologize to me. Where are your, where are where, your southern where, Italians? Uh, white people? Right here. We have Brendan uh, and Dylan. Look, <laughs> man, I became, I, became honor, I, be, I became an honorary white in the 50s, so like, I'm, I'm still working. <laughs> You're right. We don't have enough 40-year-old people on this podcast. Oh, God, so that, that hurts. That hurts. Why'd you throw that in my face? You're going to oh, throw Kayla under the bus like that? <laughs> Kayla is Kayla's not 40 yet She's gonna kill me She's not also yet. gonna kill me For saying that Yep You're dead you're Dead man uh, well, yeah, was... weird, we, A weird week all around That you helped make less weird And um, it, was, it was cool to see you Out there Doing a bunch of shit man Yeah I, I don't know I just yeah, Can I curse? Like... I, I forgot I'm sorry Yeah this is the curse show yes, you, you can't can. curse oh, on my totally other good. show That I've I'm really dreading on that edit We recorded that live For the full house dicks. And it's oh. like it was like it's like it's like almost an hour and a half, and it's I'm just sorry. Like, I'm going to go in and bleep this and bleep that. So, <laughs> was it that but much? It was great though. It was oh. fun. It was it was a fun episode though. I should I should have channeled my Will Smith happy rap. Uh, just he would never curse. Keep it G rated. He would he would say he says butt all the time. It's wonderful. He does say hell about Freddy Krueger. Does he? About oh, Fre- that's right. Go to hell. I mean, hell is hell a curse word? Uh, for my grandmother, it was. She liked to call those things that the police terrify people with that fly above you heaven copters because she uh. didn't like to say hell. Uh. Yeah, when I was when I was growing up and going to Catholic school, I used to call my favorite uh, superhero comic book series Heck Boy. So. Uh. <laughs> oh my god! Ah, uh, yes, Heck Boy. Heck Fire Club. It's good. It's good stuff. Yeah. Is that movie? I- I've been thinking about that uh, that that Hellboy movie that came out last year, and I don't know if it was good things. or not. I've heard nothing but bad things. <laughs> That's... Uh, it was so bad I didn't see it. <laughs> okay. You a big Hellboy fan? Yeah, uh, I, I am. Uh, it's like one of the only comic book series that I like have read the entire. Really? Of, so I, I saw. I yeah. saw. I was in. A, I actually our Best Buys open, and I was in a fight with my girlfriend and had nowhere to go. So I, I went, I not usually don't go <laughs> into right. places and like, all right, let's check this out. And they had Hellboy 2, the Golden Army on sale for, in 4K for like 10 bucks. And I was just like, it really was one of the best superhero movies I've ever seen that no one ever talks about. Yeah, and it's super good because it's just like, it's divorce of all the other Hellboy yeah. mythos. It's just, it's just Guillermo just doing whatever he it's, wants, and that's why it's so right. Good. Because all the superhero movies we see today have like at least twenty percent. This is leading to the next thing and answering questions from the right. other thing, and this has like none of that. It is just beautiful effects, a great message, a wonderful story. Hellboy two. Yeah, I, 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 I really like that movie. I mean, I like the first one a lot too, but two is, um, yeah, it's it's really an good. unsung front runner for one of the best. Yeah, it's it's uh, a bummer. Movies. I think if you read about how the new one had to come together there was a last minute push to if not get Gilmo, Gilmo, Guillermo to do the movie mm. to get Ron Perlman and Doug right. Jones back and do that one but the studio I forget which studio it was because remember Hellboy 1 and 2 came out at two different studios because right. no one really had any faith in it it's not a connected universe it's not a comic that people know very well and I think did you get to know Hellboy more through the, the movies or were you already a fan of the comics uh, I was already a fan of the comics mm. as a kid. Mm. Um, like I would go to our local. I, so I'm from Portland, so Dark Horse is like yeah. was like just down the street from where I would go to gra- to grade school. So like I'd pop in there and I'd read 
like Hellboy and pick it up. And the movie came out and that was kind of like the solidifying thing. Mm -hmm. But I remember being the only person for quite a long time who was interested in that series. So yeah, it was kind of an isolated fandom. And then um, like four years ago, four or five years ago, I got out of college and I was like, you know what? I'm just going to reread the whole series again. So I reread it all. And um, yeah, so that's, I mean, that's basically the history. With so it. yeah, I but, think, but the I movie, think, the movie came out so shitty because like I, the, I think the movies elevated the IP of Hellboy and, yeah. but still the studio's like, but like the, the previous two weren't blockbusters. Why are we putting Ron Perlman in this? He's not someone, tw- right. we've seen trend on Twitter. Let's get David Harbour. No offense to David Harbour who fucking rules. And I don't know how that movie didn't come out better but apparently if you read behind the scenes it like came together real fast heavily tampered with and and yeah and he was always like really frustrated with the constant tampering so like he was also difficult on set which i mean say what you will about actors and their egos like i would i totally understand if someone's constantly coming in there and be like no we're gonna change it you get mad because i made like one movie one one professional level movie where i was in zombie makeup the whole time and it was maddening it it I, I started to understand the stories of actors blowing up on set just because, like, I'm not allowed to eat or drink anything because of my makeup. Uh, they have to turn the AC off because it'll mess with the sound. The director's working on something I have nothing to do with, so I'm sitting here in 110-degree heat as sweat pools in below my eyes and goes into my eyes, and I just... Ugh. I wanted to yell, but I just instead I just cried because, like, I, I, like I, I couldn't <laughs> move. I was helpless. It's... I, I got a lot of sympathy for people who sit around movie sets under lights with makeup, man. It is not easy. It's it's really weird. Yeah. Mm. yeah. No, Worse I than just, childbirth. How about that? A hot take. Well, no, <laughs> we're not. We're definitely not going for that. Uh, no, that's. It's, like I said, I've just been. I've been thinking a lot of movies. Well, one, because um, with everything going on, people have been sharing stuff. I, so I didn't watch. Uh, and watch Green Book. I'm not. I don't. I. I put the green book, and I said this the other day. I put the green book, Driving Miss Daisy, um, the, the Help. help. Um, what about uh, when Green Book got HBO? Uh, uh, the Blind Side. I put all those in the same uh, movie universe, which are it's the movie universe of movies I will never see in my fucking life. <laughs> I have no interest <laughs> in seeing them. I, I don't need to see them. But I found out today. I did not know this. That in the green book, there is a scene. Where the white driver is teaching, uh, is it Rashad Ali who's playing the, mm-hmm. the, teaching him how to eat fried chicken? And I've never been so mad in my life. <laughs> I would have walked out of the movie theater after seeing that. It's like, excuse me? Like, you're going to tell me that this guy has never eaten fried chicken before? Like, what other horrible things about the Green Book there is? And I'm pretty sure it's a, well, it's Terrible it's it's, e- it's easy because like I, I did watch the Green Book because I had to for my job, yeah. <laughs> and I'm like, this is a fine and pleasant movie that also all of the criticisms about it are correct, and chief among them when you watch the film, you know, you learn about something when you study film called the gaze, like what perspective is this from? Like you watch a bunch of old horror movies, this is clearly from a straight and horny straight to video guy who wants to slobber over a bunch of titties and right. you can understand that it's made from a straight male perspective, but you also, when you watch the green book, it's made from that same perspective too, because Mahershala Lee's character doesn't grow or really change or learn anything. It's the white guy who has to learn how to maybe not be racist. 
and he's meeting someone magical. The story is not about Mahershala Ali. It's about a white guy who learns to be less racist through driving one around the most racist territory at one of the most racist times in America. Uh, it, it like if I can see if you're a person of color, that movie offers you nothing right. because the, the character you're supposed to channel through learns things that you're just like, Jesus, really? You needed 90 minutes to like tell me that? <laughs> Maybe people my dad's age did. So like, I'm glad right, they got right. to see it. But like the idea that it's the best picture of the year makes me angry beyond compare. <laughs> <laughs> well, in like a movie like I'm going to bring it up again. Us came out last year. Yeah. It got nothing. And I really liked Us. I thought Us was tremendous. Um yeah. It still it still has like haunting imagery. I just thought like um uh I I still don't understand us the same way I understood Get Out or like mm-hmm. where that was coming from and what the meaning behind it was or if there was if there is, even is a deeper meaning behind us I've read things about it I'm like ah, I guess that makes sense these being our corporate controlled clone copies with all of our data and information but none of our soul captured by all of social media and a lifetime of clicking on shit that live underground and get barely okay that's an interpretation but it's all it's also one that like wouldn't you really like to see a follow-up on us has Jordan Peele talked about that yeah, but I don't know if you can do. I, I think know. us in. I mean, not us, but uh, yeah, us. Like, not yeah. you mean a follow up on. Um, not get out, no. Oh, not get out. Yeah, yeah. Get out is perfect. It ends yeah, perfectly. You can't, you can't do a follow up on get out. I don't know if he's going to mm-hmm. do a follow up on us. Um, I don't. I don't. I can see why he wouldn't. It's just that like that last image is fucking awesome. <laughs> it's a, a bunch of people who look like you spread across America. Like, okay. I, I don't know. Continue it in a comic. I'll shut up. Yeah. No, no. I'm just, it's like, now I'm thinking about it, like, because I've been trying to write this horror short forever, and I don't know how to end it. So, like, mm. I commend anyone who can actually end something. Stick, cause, in, like, stick a landing? Well, the thing is, like, when you're when you're writing fiction, to me, the, the, the important thing is should be where your ending is, right? And it's one of the things mm-hmm. that, like, frustrated me with Rafiq Like Me is, or, uh, yeah, Rafiq. Rafiq, Rafiq like you is how we ended, we ended up. Yeah, a friend like me or whatever. Uh, the short that we shot. The thing was like I didn't know how I wanted to finish. And my original ending isn't the ending that was there. Um, mm-hmm. So it's always like that's always been the bugaboo to me. Like it's like I can tell you the story and I can get you to that story, but I want to get something where at the end it sticks with you, and that's always where the issue comes in. Because like if my ending is corny, I just feel bad. I'm looking at it and just like. This shit's just corny. I don't want to do. I don't want to do this anymore. Like that's the that's the thing that I've been kind of like. Can I can I give you some advice? What's that? Uh, It was in his his or her head the whole time. Works every time. Everybody loves it. Everybody loves it. Everybody loves it. It works in Wizard of Oz and in Fight Club. Come on, man. (laughs) Although you you were talking about just that the the TL list of of movies I'll never see. Um, Mm -hmm. I saw today that uh, from the help. Uh, Bryce Dallas Howard, who's like the female lead, I believe, is like, oh, it's the most popular movie on Netflix. Here's a bunch of movies you should watch instead. Yeah. <laughs> so uh, shout out to, to to good allyship, I guess. Because that yeah, is I, yeah, great. I, I I refuse to watch The Help. My, that, my, my buddy had a thing about uh, – I, I haven't seen 12 Years of Slave. My buddy Lewis hasn't either. And my buddy Lewis is like, why would I want to watch three hours of a movie I know I'm just going to be pissed at? The whole time. I don't care how Dude, great it, it is. I'm just going to be bad. Dude, it is 
beautiful though in terms of green book not being the best picture of the year that very much was the best picture of the year it is a gorgeous film to look upon and it should make you angry right and but it just it is gorgeous and i i still give my hats off to all of these prominent white actors who like oh yeah i'll play the biggest piece of shit in history (laughs) like (laughs) (laughs) and it's it's heartbreaking it's Mm. it's weird and it's if if you're from the South, like it is, dude, it is gorgeous. I don't think anybody's ever shot the South like that. Right. Well, I mean, Steve McQueen's a tremendous director, right? Yeah, man. Like, but it's just, I don't know. I I also don't it's, it's watch heavy it. shit though. <laughs> yeah. It's something I've I've never watched again because it's it's hard to get in the mood to want to watch that. I did try and watch um, uh, I watched the first two episodes of When They See Us. Because, like, I missed out on that. I'm like, I'm going to watch it. I've read the reviews. I'm never in the mood. And it's like, well, now people are talking about it again. And I should probably check this out. And not The Help, which did make it into the top ten on, on Netflix, which is always really depressing. <laughs> but it's, it's not, it's not it, I don't think it says something terrible about society. It's just, like, no, vulgar just, irony. Yeah, it's just, it, it, people are old. Have you looked at that top ten, though? <laughs> no. I not in recent like, times. I, I, love know, I know Avatar has been blowing it up. That's all I know. Right. So it it really like it. I think it's highlighting right now how little Netflix actually has going on. Because <laughs> when like right. an Adam Sandler movie from 1994 comes out, it hits like number two. And the, or if Netflix launches yeah. a new series, which they promote the shit out of with marketing and putting at the top of your queue, that's number one. And like it's, but everything else is like on the top ten is either brand new Netflix original content or something that is 20 years old that Netflix Netflix had nothing to do with making popular. It just yeah, it's, there's not a lot of shit on there. Well, my yeah, it's all going to everyone's. It's just going to NBC's standard. Peacock, <laughs> yeah, the the, the cock, uh, and have, Disney and all that yeah, stuff. HBO Max, Quibi, well, and, and I love HBO Max. I've been watching a lot of HBO Max. Uh, Better going, Fresh Prince show depends on it now. Uh, well, yeah, <laughs> Fresh Prince, uh, but which is the first? It's it's so weird to me. It's the first streaming anything for Fresh Prince Bel Air. That's Really that weird. weird. Uh, but also, I've been going through like Adventure Time and mm. Boondocks. I've watched a lot of the Boondocks lately. I would uh, love to go back through. Um, I would love to go through back uh, Adventure Time just to see it's like sort of yeah. uh, more like more childish beginnings, let's say, and see it like kind of grow into something different because like. I was watching it at the time, and it was it's it felt natural. I wonder if I watch it in like a binge setting, if it's gonna like oh this this took you can see where it starts taking the weird turns. Well, you can I, see. I, I watched yeah. the first two seasons, and I never got any of that stuff that I've read later on ever. So you can see when there's more of like different voices in there. So having watched, and I know Brandon, you watched it. Having watched Midnight Run, right? The weird. Uh, midnight, uh, midnight, midnight gospel. 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 I'm sorry. Yeah. Yeah. No, no, the Robert, <laughs> the Robert De Niro movie with Charles Grodin from 1989. <laughs> right. Uh, yeah. No, Midnight Gospel. So, having watched that, which was the big Netflix thing that Payton Ward does, like, so the first season feels like Midnight Gospel, right? Where it's like, mm-hmm. there's a lot of like, it's a lot of imagery, but it's like, kind of playing off that imagery, kind of right. Like where Midnight Gospel is like, it's basically a podcast with. Really psychedelic imagery I mean, happening around it. It's right? literally just <laughs> it is a podcast. podcast. <laughs> like it's just audio from his podcast, yeah. but but um, animated, but, but animated, huh. right? And like adventure time, early adventure time is like because it's like there's a connected story, but it's very loose. So you can see that's a lot of Pennington Ward's hands on it. But like I right now I'm on like season four or five, 
and you can see a lot of Rebecca Sugar's hands in it, right? Mm-hmm. Um, right when Marceline comes in, that's the first time you start seeing Marceline singing. And then as you keep on going in the show, you have a lot more songs going through. Like I said, you can see where she has her hands or where they have their hands into it more, right? But then, like, all the songs sound like Steven Universe's songs. Like, so mm-hmm. it just really seems like that's when Rebecca Sugar was kind of, like – putting like having her hands more in a production role until she leaves towards the end of the season to go do Steven universe. So mm-hmm. it's really weird to see it that way, but it's really great. Cause I, I love those franchises. It's like, Oh, I can see where a lot of the DNA from Steven universe starts like literally right here. And then they share mm-hmm. a lot of the same crew. Cause I think angels Cordy also worked on that show. Uh, mm-hmm. Toby Jones also worked on that show. Like they, there's a lot of crew that was intermingled in between those in between those groups and everything so that's always been that's been very weird like i said this this age of streaming has been fun for me like especially being tethered at home even though i i had my first like hangout uh on yesterday or sunday yeah yesterday uh when i got drunk on sangria uh which is the first (laughs) time i've ever done that before oh shit i drunk sangria and i was i watched the grease sing-along I was I was hammered in an old timey mood, and maybe I can tell you more why. I just don't want to dominate the front part with all my bullshit. But you guys will love this. Uh, I, I'm, I'm getting a little tired of streaming just because. Do you ever feel like you're just seeing the same options over and over again? Like yes. if I was that hype about this, I would have clicked it. And, and maybe <laughs> my friend will, a friend or two will come to the table like, no, you really got to check this. I'm like, no, oh, no. Because uh, I wanted to recheck, I, I got through the first season of Avatar, but like I don't know what's preventing me from starting it over again. I think I don't want to start 22 episodes over again because I don't remember much. But yeah, I'm I'm fucking sick of streaming, man. <laughs> I'm sick <laughs> of streaming, and I found like my my weird. I, I swear I'm not a kind. Regardless of what you think of the show, I do. I'm not the kind of. I'd rather watch new stuff than old stuff. But I've been tinkering around with stuff and watching old favorites on. Amazon Prime is like catering to old people. It is an official old. Uh, I can I can promise you this. But I did watch last night the documentary that's not even 90 minutes. It's totally worth checking out. The Power of Glove. The Power Glove documentary. Oh, what is I'm that streaming it's, on? Amazon. Amazon? Amazon. Amazon? Okay. Yeah. If, like, if, you're, if you like games, like Amazon has a ton of really good game documentaries. Not the big okay. one, like King of Kong, but a bunch of little ones, special when lit, about pinball, um, chasing ghosts. This, I forget what it's called, like Snake something. It's the story of this guy who becomes the Billy Mitchell of Nibbler, a game no one cares about, <laughs> but it, it's an old arcade game. But the power, the power of Glove, I've done many podcasts where we do our research and look up a topic. Like this, th- These guys track down the people who built and marketed the Power Glove. Cause, wow. and, and my takeaway from it was... The guys who built it were baffled just because, like, well, we don't make game stuff. Like, we were making, like, NASA was using this to make a glove in a 3D space. Right. And it was a little slice of a miracle that we could make this a mass market product because the technology was kind of complicated. And he said, we knew, but, like, Nintendo and Mattel didn't seem to care that, like, and I never heard anybody say this, that the Power Glove, it worked, uh, but it needed games to work with it because the guy's like, no, we knew from the beginning... The in, how the inputs work on the power glove. There are two things on like your, uh, fuck your pointy finger and your pinky finger, mm. and there's three sensors on the TV. Mm. And you can tilt, pull back. It can see your uh, yaw. It has. It can see totally where your your hand is going. 
It's right. not a. It wasn't in, in the the commercial showed it as like yeah you punch and you'll punch. I'm like no the game just reads when you thrust your hand forward at this angle you're hitting A <laughs> you're right. hitting A and up that's all it sees and the guy's like but the inputs are three times as slow as a Nintendo controller and we knew that but no one seemed to care and we had to make it backwards compatible for every game instead of launching with its own software that super glove ball thing hit a year later so the power glove had this year to flounder and the technicians are like yeah we know like we didn't <laughs> want to focus on backwards compatibility we needed to make games specifically that utilize the technology but we're not game makers we just built the thing you rushed it out <laughs> in a week right and <laughs> and it's fascinating because like the the guy who went had his job it was to market it He's just like, um, yeah, everyone demoing this and myself are starting to notice you can't really hold your hand up for that long. And they had to completely alter the manual to like, no, sit in a chair and rest your elbow. That is how <laughs> you use the power glove. Like Not in a giant, like a post-apocalyptic <laughs> drive-in theater while you're jumping and standing around like they show you in the commercial with a leather jacket on. Uh, no, it, it was it's such a fiasco that Nintendo clearly learned a lot from because it like everything... Anybody should hate about the Power Glove. You should hate about the Wii Remote. But right. uh, it shows... But the Wii, Wii Remote, I'm fucking around with modding stuff. Maybe I'll tell you about that later. But, like, that thing's really fun to... There's a lot of people using that for modding things now. And it's it's getting a little interesting. But the Power Glove documentary is really, really sweet. Guy from the... the I'll have to check that out. Yeah, they for talk, sure. The, wizard, I, the I, director of The Wizard pops up in there. My buddy Noah. Oh, wow. Uh, like, yeah, just thought... Because The Wizard... Yeah, they... I think I've said that before. Like, it wasn't really like a. It's not the product placement movie you think it is. It was just like they were asking for products. Like, please bring us your products so we can make this Nintendo movie more authentic. And the Mattel people were like, fuck yeah, we'll do that. <laughs> and, uh, there wasn't a division courting people to. Uh, for money to bring uh, video game peripherals onto the set of The Wizard. It was just. They were desperate to make this Nintendo movie. The, the rad, if you will, of. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, sorry, guys. Yeah, I'll babble on yeah. about that stuff. I have to check that out because I literally saw Power Glove for the first time in my life really? last October. That's, yeah, that's yeah. So- I've n- I'd never seen one in ever, and I was at the Portland Retro Gaming Expo mm-hmm. last year, and there, I it was the first time I'd ever seen one. I'd, and I'd been in previous years, but uh, just hadn't sought one out. And it was like, oh, this is what this thing is, and I put it on and. That's the only time I've ever ever Felt power? experienced the power glove. Yeah, <laughs> True power. power for the first time. Look, I and you mean, can feel it because every power glove commercial shows you like retracting your fingers back and forth. I'm like, your fingers don't do anything. That's just a rubber yeah. glove that sits on your hand. But like all of the the marketing shows people doing things with their fingers. Like there is nothing you can do with your fingers when they're in that glove. And you say Nintendo mm-hmm. learned, but I mean, uh, they did that same shit with Wii, Wii ads and having people duck behind couches and peek behind with their Wii rights. Right. Like, <laughs> yeah, ah, great. I can't wait to experience Metroid Prime 3 behind my sofa cushion. Well, I mean, oh, like I said, I just remember growing up and like, like having the having the power, power, power glove and then the power pad and all this stuff like ancillary shit that we would never, ever use. But I remember just like, this is the future, like to the point where I remember... <laughs> Reading like uh, a game pro and seeing a ad for the uh, Sega Activator, and mm-hmm. just like this is the coolest shit. I can't wait to play a fighting this game. Is where video I can, games. I can throw punches and and kicks in there. And Give my little brother the raging were, demon. Meanwhile, <laughs> if you were to actually use it, you would just be, and this is a, and now you you, you are, can do. 
V. Like it would. You're basically like infiltrating a bank, and <laughs> instead of a, a a red and blue laser, one is one is the A button, one is the C button. You're just <laughs> you're just putting your hands through contacts. It's very weird. And like VR, man, I swear, is the the PSVR. Uh, I got it. I, I got a really good deal on one, and it's it's the first time I think I haven't re- regretted a purchase for something that uh, revolutionary. It's mm-hmm. really neat. Mm-hmm. I, yeah, I've been, I fairly I've recommend trading too. a bunch of games you don't play anymore to try and get one of those deals. I've been reticent to, to write off VR because my first VR experience ever was actually not too long ago. It was, it was 2017, and it was the mm-hmm. Resident Evil 7 demo that they that they had at PAX, and I mean it was the it's the awesome. giant the giant like uh, the house the Baker house, mm-hmm. and uh, like they just take you into this room, and then you put the headset on, and then you're in that room. It was a really cool sort of like blended like reality experience, and it ends up getting your throat sliced. Um, and I'm just like, oh god, this is like okay. Now now I'm starting to see it. <laughs> it's it's awesome. It makes that game way way scarier. For I remember sure. I was playing it, and I and then my dad called, and that was the most I jumped ever because I just sort of <laughs> forgot the real world existed, which is hard for a man with ADD and a thousand tabs and a Safari on his phone open. And <laughs> it's I get that one. It helps my, it helps me focus. My first, my first. A VR experience was also very odd. It was while I was a staff writer at Digital Trends. Mm-hmm. They sent me on an assignment to a theater nearby that was having this like touring um, alien um, alien covenant like VR display before the movie came out to like drum up uh, hmm. excitement for it. And so, um, I mean, first of all, I showed up on the wrong day the first time, but when I finally got there, <laughs> uh, the right time. Uh, so I'm like standing in the middle of this super busy theater out in like the suburbs uh, of South Southwest Portland. Uh, I had to drive like an hour to get there. I put on the headset and it's like 30 seconds of you inside of a woman. I won't, I won't spoil it's from the movie inside of a woman as, as the alien. And you're like mm. moving around and touching her organs and you Gross. like burst out of her. So it was the grossest thing. You are, and you I are up in them t- guts. Oh, God. oh yeah. And like, I had just come like the guy before me was a very, uh, let's say sweaty guy. And I was like, it's very musty Ew, in here. God. It's just super gross. So, uh, I took it off and the, the girl who was like, like, you know, running the booth was like, so how was it? And I just, I was just like, it was great. <laughs> and I, and so I left and like, I had all this like camera equipment and stuff with me. And I was like, there's like no notes to take here. <laughs> I showed up to work. We do like a, you know, stand up in the morning, mm-hmm. uh, see what everyone's writing and they're like so how was that thing brendan and i was just like it was gross, <laughs> <laughs> <It> was gross. <laughs> and and they were like they're like all right well do, are you gonna do you want to write about it and i was like no, no I, had to, I, had to, I had to i had to crawl through a, a, an upper intestine I, i'm i'm good it was it was 30 seconds that stuck with me yeah <laughs> and so i haven't touched vr since i wonder why yeah. <laughs> i don't I, I always hear these stories of like having bad assignments and i've never like granted i haven't had oh a God. lot I've just never had any bad excitement. I think the worst was like I was seeing Sonic um, Sonic 4. Remember Sonic 4, everybody, uh, when they wanted uh, to make the yeah. episodic Sonic game? So I was seeing Sonic 4. The only game in the one. universe they stopped making and no one's complained. <laughs> that, game <laughs> yeah. is, that game is half completed. And they like, stopped at episode Sega's 2, yeah. Like, Never mind. Yeah. Nobody cares. Just wait for Sonic um, Mania. Nobody cared. Yeah, so I oh, saw that. By the way, that the I just looked this up. That alien game is on Steam. Um and yeah. it's called Alien yeah. Covenant in Utero. <laughs> yep, uh, that's exactly it. Yep, thank wow. you. Oh, that was an important detail. I forgot. The whole time. 
That's wow. great. Um, well, so I I would have been okay with that. Right. Like if it had been like a Nirvana that? track oh. under it, I would have found some humor there. But like it was, it's just eh. yeah. But Ugh. bad assignments. Yeah, it was just it was boring. I never had a terrible assignment like that. Like that would have been the thing that would have like just sucked shit. Who like, was know, the like, who was the, like the legendary point and click adventure creator that uh, Ron Gilbert? Ron so Gilbert. I so I was playing Ron Gilbert's game from the comp like a company uh, a kid split off from double fine um and he was doing an indie game it was like thumble thumbleweed park thimbleweed park thimbleweed yeah, park yeah now i had no idea who ron gilbert was and i had no idea why i was on this assignment so i uh let's say acted with less than professional tact um <laughs> i didn't do anything that would you know get me canceled or anything but i was i i, I would say that i was not nearly as fresh as i should be and i'm like wait a second like this all looks kind of familiar like who is this guy and then i look up into my laptop and i'm just like oh well Guess I'm never covering that game again. Guess like I'm just gonna gonna nope out of there. But uh, God, yeah, that that's the only were bad you, assignment I've had, say, and it's totally my fault. Were you just like, yeah, this game fucking sucks? Whoever this is an idiot. I I didn't insult it or anything, but I was just yeah. kind of flippant and like I I I was out of my element, you know. So. And I I, I the, my greatest experience with that because I'm I'm not I, I'm not much of an upstart. Uh, arguing with my editor like I'm not don't print that I'll fight to the death I will never reveal my source for who told me about Assassin's Creed Splinter Cell's getting an eight god damn it I've never never been like that but he he, I drew a short straw uh, which I tended to do a lot um, because you know there were senior better people who all wanted to review good stuff right Um, I was at E3 and I had to cover the second the second or third year of Connect gobbledygook <laughs> and and i did and it like it took like three hours it was like the sweatiest i'd gotten during a, a game demo and it was all a fucking catastrophe and it was it was a catastrophe on so many levels and like wh- why doesn't this work and usually when you you preview a game like it, we were still operating on the magazine mentality like you give it the benefit of a doubt because it's not there yet they right. show you a good slice of it and i was just i, I was in awe of how awful Microsoft was willing to present its own game in order to make its booth look cool. And I'm, I ended up learning a bunch of stuff about Connect, where I'm like, this, he's like, do this with your hand. He's like, oh, that's not working. And I'm like, why? He's like, because um, there's a camera pointed uh, at the Connect camera. I'm like, I'm not pointing a camera at the Connect camera. He's like, no, uh, the news is outside of the bubble dome that we built <laughs> so people can watch you doing your stupid demo. And like, but the bubbles are there so the press can film things. And like, yeah. And like, but the Kinect can't work if you're literally pointing a camera at it. Right. And also the Kinect has trouble when bouncing off of gla- transparent glass and glare behind you. Like, yeah. It's like, we know. And like, so then why do this at all? And I ended up writing, it's the only thing I ever written where like my colleagues from other places like, dude, it was about time somebody said it. Like, and, and my, my thesis was like, this is having enough trouble getting traction with core gamers. And you throw this thing in the middle of E3 in an, in an environment where it cannot possibly work. And you and what did you expect us to write about? Uh, this is, I was so fucking angry, and I cannot believe my boss let it through. He's just like, "This is what you want to put up, man." Microsoft might be mad, but it's pretty funny. And like, Beforehand. yeah, I, I do not care. I do not care. That's and that's that's one of the only times I got to do anything like that. It's definitely just, big uh, like, Skyward Sword demo vibes. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Just ah, uh, got somebody put a, a Diet Coke can right in right in front of the Wii Remote Plus or the, the, yeah, the motion. Because yeah, like, like I know these Connect games can work even if they're not for me, but like why waste three hours of everyone's time? <laughs> right. It, like people are waiting in line to do this 
poorly. Sorry. Why am I mad about a fucking connect again? Ten no, this, is what this show. This show is Whoa. Don Matrick ass. As we as we get to two hundred, well. I I actually like it is cathartic for me, like seemingly now wrapping myself back into the games industry after taking what a good seven year hiatus. Like it was. 2014 was the last, like, review I did. So, yeah, a good six, seven-year hiatus of, like, getting back into it. It's, so it's you're very... doing reviews again? Maybe. I would love uh, to see you just try your hand at reviews now, man. You, you've been gushing about Final Fantasy VII Remake for a, a solid month. If I do a review, I already know what it is. It's Persona 5 Royal. That game's fucking Ooh. great. That that and then, um, obviously, I, I want to do something on Trials of Mana because Trials of Mana is... So good. Oh, so good. Um, but no, it's just been really weird, like, especially with there not being conventions and stuff now, mm-hmm. and now being in the weird spot of, like, 10 years ago doing these conventions, not knowing anybody. Like, the only thing I had was I worked for FTG. So that's, like, the only kind of connection I have. Now that I actually am a little bit more visible, like, it's weirder now. Like, I could talk to people like, oh, yeah, I work at this studio, and I would love to talk to you about blah, blah, I'm like, huh? Like, because <laughs> like, I just remember I remember working for Frontiers Gamer, and Robert, I was, like, reviewing Crusader Kings or something like that, mm-hmm. and I had to send Robert, because, like, I was having an issue with logging in, because, like, the biggest thing that's frustrating to me was is whenever they do like the dev the dev multiplayer time it's like oh we're gonna get devs and people play multiplayer and it's like well this never works and it's just frustrating (laughs) and it wasn't working for me and they were like well they it should log in it's like well it's not and i had to send them a screenshot and everything's on my home computer and i happened to send a screenshot and on the computer i had a file another story that just it was like it's like big butts or something. It was a porn file that was on my computer that I I sent porn to file. Robert. <laughs> porn <laughs> file, yes. Porn file. A, a porn <laughs> a porn porn folder that I sent to Robert. And cleverly hidden under the name uh, Sailor Moon Panel. <laughs> <laughs> thankfully, Robert catches it before he sends it to the devs. To Woo. be like, yeah. Uh, here you go. Here's what's wrong. So uh, this file's too big. <laughs> get, get rid of all that Goku Sailor Moon Dojin, please, for the love Look, of God. It was it was a folder that just said like big butts on there or something else. <laughs> I forgot what it was. Robert said it was like he was just like, dude, we can't send this. Uh, oh, but now I can go back to industry and send more folders with big. Yeah, that was it. Explains so much. <laughs> oh my God. Um. Man, I'm dying to tell you guys what I've been playing, but I feel like I talk too much. No, you, no, you're, you're uh, totally fine. It's funny you're talking about it's got me. I haven't done anything in the game space professionally. It, it comes and goes, and occasionally we do some stuff on Video Game Apocalypse, even if I don't right. uh, directly involve myself in it, just because I, I, I do still have a chip on my shoulder, not necessarily with the games industry, but a little with gamers and a little with the games industry. It's just not something I care to do anymore. And... Uh, I feel like it again for the first time in forever. Did did it, TL? Did I at least tell you about my um, arcade one up experience? Yes. And I just want to, anybody listening right now, especially if you're in a smaller than average town, uh, I've always wanted to get my own arcade cab, haven't we all? Uh, mm-hmm. Inexpensive, 
big. And then you see those arcade one-up things. Maybe you've seen them in like a Walmart. They got the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles one out there. It's a three-quarter size arcade cabinet. Mm. And they're like 300 to five to $600 if you get like the new Golden Tee. They got like a Street Fighter and gold, uh, Golden Tee. NBA Jam is coming out in a few weeks. Mm. And that one's mm. actually online. So you get like an arcade semi like almost perfect version of NBA Jam with four players and it's online. It's great. That is pretty cool. So I, still, I could never justify new console money for one of these things. For Street Fighter 2. Well, right. <laughs> for Street Fighter for three versions of Street Fighter 2, which I have plenty of access for. However, because Walmart is Walmart, they're clearing out their old stock to get uh, the new stock in there. And if any of you have worked in retail, things go on clearance, and that usually means they're marked down to like a penny. Or if, these things. So these things are still going for full price online. Walmart discounted... Pac-Man, Space Invaders, and Street Fighter 2 to $50. So for Ooh, less than wow. the cost of the new game, I got, uh, I, I through, accidentally, I ended up getting Pac-Man and Street Fighter. I, lo- I ended up falling in love with the Pac-Man cab. I put the Street Fighter parts in there for the more buttons. And in during the quarantine, one of my, the greatest things I've done has been building this arcade cabinet, like to put my own games in it and mod the shit out of it. So I have this beautiful yellow Pac-Man cab with a Street Fighter control deck. I've added four additional buttons, and I've been drilling and refining and applying custom vinyls to it. All of it costs me nothing because I sold the other cab to my girlfriend's parents for a profit. Um, Putting in new Sanwa parts and testing them, it's been, I'll say, a bit of a nightmare And because we, my friends like Melinda's and Adam can't come over to my house. Adam of Paducan. Mm. I mean, I haven't heard Laser Times Arcade podcast. Uh, can't really come over here and help me. So I'm like at the whim of YouTube and text messages and sending pictures. And it's been frustrating, but it's also been like, I don't know. I don't usually have like, it's a game nerd project, but it's also a manly project where I'm marking, right. <laughs> taking yeah, measurements and drilling. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And like, and, and, and cooling out, cooling down vinyl and softing out air bubbles. It's been incredibly soothing and it all kind of came together. Um, Yesterday, and I want to say this deal again because I think it qualifies for Pac-Man because Walmart is—they're uh, idiots. Did you see the Star Wars arcade cabinet? Uh, no. no, I did not. It's for the eighty-one Star Wars game. It has like a flight yoke because you're in a ship. Right. Um, yeah. You can mod that for all your favorite racing games, your f- arcade flight games. You can play Mario Kart, Rogue Squadron. Uh, <laughs> you can play the new emulated Battle Pod Star Wars, Star Wars Arcade Trilogy. Uh, Road Blasters, Paperboy, Outrun, Daytona. I like. I can't wait. But it's like I'm not paying five hundred dollars for that Star Wars machine. I've been at the whim of Walmart, which you can go. You can grab their app or go to Brickseek, and you can see if they have one of these fifty dollars consoles in your store. I mm. really suggest doing so if you care, because these will never be that low again. They are worth, certainly not. The Space Invaders one is one dollar. One dollar. Is it just are, they, are these things just running MAME? Like what is No, they, what is they, the... they're not I don't think they're they're not emulated at all. I don't know exactly how it works, oh, but wow. it has a PCB like a board attached to the monitor itself. So you okay. to, to undo it, you kind of you need to get a new display bypass right, thing. Yeah, yeah. It's a, it's it's a little complicated, but dude, I did it and I've like never I didn't have to solder anything. I had to like maybe strip some wires and uh and do a little yeah, bit of that. Okay. And 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 so because it's Walmart and they're they have not only a in-store uh, pr- uh, presence; they have an online store. So those things they're selling for fifty dollars in the stores to get them off the shelves, they are selling for full price at Walmart.com. And if you didn't hear that VGA story, this apparently—if there were Star Wars cabinets 
that are worth five hundred, uh, like six hundred to five hundred dollars in the stores. You could get them fifty bucks, and everyone's like, "Ah, they're all gone." We, they're, but then someone discovered a trick. If you go to Walmart.com, where it's on sale for five hundred dollars, get it shipped in store, which is something only Walmart can kind of do. You ship it right. in store. Mm-hmm. Uh, it gets shipped there. You clock it in, and then you take it up to customer service. Like, ah, I ordered this on my wife's card, my business card. Or I wanted to pay cash and I can't do that online. Can you cancel the order and allow me to pay it another way? And hopefully, if you can, get the arcade cabinet away from like, I'm going to go get some groceries. I'll be right back and use checkout. <laughs> that thing rings up for $50 and Walmart eats the $500. Oh, wow. And I'm telling you this because it worked for me. It's like the greatest thing that's happened during the pandemic that I scammed <laughs> wow. Walmart out, out. And not only that, it showed up broken. And I'm like, what do I do? I basically stole this. Except that I didn't. It was all legal, right. and I my my warranty still applies. Oh <laughs> wow! They're sending me they're sending me my part. It's and and I can't wait to do that to be able to. I, I can even play on rails uh, shooting games, and I that's why I said I was looking into. A lot of people are modifying. Um, I didn't know this. The Wii is the Wii Remote actually makes a pretty good light gun. So people are modifying okay. the Wii Remote's guts uh, into old arcade guns. Oh, wow! Um, because it because if you know, if, I don't know that much about displays, but like CRTs could pick up light gun stuff. Ever since then, we've needed sensor bars mm-hmm. uh, or right. something like that, and almost no new monitor can register a light gun hit. But the Wii sensor bar, the technology is already there and pretty decent for an arcade game. That's what I've been doing. Go get yourself a fifty dollar. If, if the Rampage Joust Gauntlet machine is fifty bucks. Pac-Man and Pac-Man Plus, the Street Fighter one, Space Invaders, and if you're really lucky, Star Wars. If you live in a small town, it might wow. be sitting on your shelf right now for fifty bucks. No so joke, yeah. Do not hesitate. Modding. That's what I. That's what I've been doing. A little bit of. Uh, it's gaming in addition to a project, and through discovering all these new arcade. I got. I obviously I now have like ten thousand access to ten thousand arcade games with custom parts in my living room, and I'm discovering new games and new ways to play them. I, and that's what I've been primarily playing after FF7. I haven't touched anything new, but I guess, has anything new come out? Uh, not yet. I mean, if you like Xenoblade, Xenoblade but... Chronicles. I like Xenoblade. Just not enough. <laughs> not that much. I mean, I've, I was debating on buying it, and then Brendan was like, new. And I was like, okay, I'll... Well, I'll pass on I, that. I wouldn't say... I, w- I think it's a good game. I just think... Uh, I just don't think it's, like, uh, revelatory. But I also like certain... I like a specific flavor of role-playing game that Xenoblade is definitely not. Well, I only played the the first one, but it's like it is pretty and well done. But it is really old school, like proudly. It's very very yeah, long, and, and yeah, and it's like it's that uh, open world philosophy of like we're gonna make it really big, yeah. and you're gonna look at a lot of cool stuff. There's not a lot to do, and that you know for me that's fine. But uh, the the battle system being what it is and then putting like a bunch of like high end monsters that you can come back and fight later. That's cool. But um, like it takes, it takes like five minutes to hit, to kill just a regular trash mob in mm-hmm. that game, you know? And uh, I just don't really, I don't really find the combat engaging enough to sit there and fight a level one rabbit for five minutes. I mean, yeah. My, my yeah. question would be is get it. like with something like trials that came out, which which is probably yeah. going to write this review is something that it's a game that is an old game, but it still feels new and refreshed. Like how they changed the battle system, how they made it play. Yeah. I mean, they completely changed the battle right. system. So 
like I think I'm well in trials is an action RPG, you know, so the the combat is, is oh, immediate they got that immediate feedback. So, um, well, so Xenoblade is kind of an action RPG. It's mm-hmm. more of like, uh, it's, it's emulating the MMO, uh, you know, auto, auto uh, battle, waiting for a cooldown, hitting your special ability when you're, you know, standing behind the monster, that sort of thing. Um, it's fun. I like, it's not bad. It's just not, that mm-hmm. isn't uh, what I particularly like yeah. about I think it's RPG boring as shit. So. <laughs> I really do. There, okay. Yeah, I'm sorry. You don't have to beat around the bush. I really think that game is yeah, just... Yeah, no, it, it's, it's, it it's is. It's not a bad game, is. but when I, when I go and play it, because I play, I tried to play a lot of Xenoblade Chronicles X on the Wii U, um, which yeah. definitely borrows a lot of those philosophies from the first game. I know it was like a, a bit of a spiritual successor, but could not really get into the game at all. Like, in terms of Dude, actually playing... I had playing, to mod the game... I had to mod the game on a Wii U emulator to reduce both the aggro distance because you can't walk more than five feet without like wow. making every monster want to fight you. And I had to reduce how much damage or increase how much damage I did, reduce how much damage they did. Wow. And then I could like walk around and actually enjoy the game. But it, this is all to play like, a video game. Play, this is insane. Yeah, I'm not going <laughs> to I'm not going to play. I'm not going to play whatever version of these games that Monolith Monolith puts out because it's like. Yeah, five minutes to fight uh, just whatever regular old mobs in this game. It's just not... It's I can't not, play old Pokemon it, games without speed hacks anymore. You know, <laughs> they just... It's just... I got places to be. Well, and, it, <laughs> and it undermines the exploration. Like, these games are about to be like, yeah. oh, go explore this awesome big world. But hold up. You, you just walked five steps, fight this rabbit for a second. Oh, yeah, look at how beautiful it is. Oh, wait, there's a big, uh, you know, gorilla monster that's 20 levels ahead of you. Hits you in one hit, and you got to start over. Just, ah. <laughs> no, I, I, like just thinking about like my time with Xeno, the first Xenoblades and having just finished FF7 it's like is that even the same genre I don't think you could even say that anymore no I, you I can't, mean honestly you can't even, that's, yeah. you can't even give your, your squad mates direct commands like you can in FF7 so specifically going right. from FF7R to Xenoblade is just like man there's been a lot that's changed in the last 10 years huh <laughs> I mean we could all just wait one more month, and then Paper Mario will come out and be the greatest RPG. <sighs> I'm no man. I'm I'm pleasantly optimistic. I, I, they, they, even if it's not the the classical JRPG of old, you know, they're getting rid of all the card systems, so maybe hey, there's, there's hope for it yet. There's actual uh, party members excited about that. The game looks gorgeous. I'm really excited about that. Like it's strange oh, no, that it just, just kind of got dropped the way it was, but I mean these are strange times. I get it. Like well, it's, it's, yeah. this should be. So this is the weird thing is this week should be E three week, right? Like we yep. should mm, be really wrapping up. Yeah, yeah, like this would have been. Oh, it's the eighth. It would have been this. We would have gotten a big reveal for the Xbox Series X and the PS five. Could have seen who the next probably Goku like, was in Dragon Ball Fighters. Literally today, excited. it would probably have been today. Would have been like, and here <laughs> is the PlayStation five. And here's the two games we have for it. I hope you like Knack 3. Um, <laughs> I, I guarantee you that event is Thursday. This will probably be up after the event. I guarantee you Knack 3 gets announced. To no fanfare. Uh, <laughs> it'll have ray tracing, though, so all the different Knacks will have... Uh, 700 Knacks. Lighting. They're all just Pikmin now. What was that? Uh, is, that is that Unreal Engine 4? In Unreal, no, that, what was five, oh, yeah, an Unreal Engine Five? All the particles and knacks will be billions of triangles <laughs> as they come through. This planet size, this planet-sized knack, you can see every all the little follicles on them. Great, can't, can't, cannot wait. 
You can neck see three, every knickknack on neck. Uh, but no, like so this... I, I still, I still like the conspiracy theory that there is something kind of wrong with the PS5 that we don't know yet. And like, I, I want to do these arcade mods, and the only hang-up right now is that like uh, the COVID situation has really, even like small PC parts mm. has kind of slowed a lot of that production everything is 20 to 30 percent more expensive right now Mm -hmm. so that's why i'm holding off on my next mod because like damn like it's not a huge deal but like that's a hundred dollars more than i wanted to pay uh, for that thing Mm -hmm. that's usually cheap so i i don't know how microsoft and sony in, in addition to make a new console with the newest bestest technology during one of the hardest times we've ever had to make those components and the, right. this, the, the Sony one, I don't know. I read a crazy rumor that it's just like, no, this, this fucker overheats a lot in the first gen. Oh, is God. A lot of problems. And I, I cannot wait to see what it looks like. Because if it looks like those, those things that have been leaked, like, this looks ridiculous. This looks like yeah. something you would have fought in the original Battlestar Galactica. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Like, I know. I, those, might, those might just be. Um, like dev kits? The dev kits. Yeah. I can so, tell you. But, like, even so, those are, those are some. Bulky motherfuckers, they're yeah. big. Yeah, I can. I hope that's the one. I, I wonder what it's gonna look because like, I know I know Series X kind of looks like a a high end like trash can refrigerator. Or, yeah, yeah, I guess refrigerator. Oh, well, yeah. Yeah, a futuristic trash can or a modern refrigerator. Take your pick, but it's there you go. It's it's weird how forward facing Microsoft is about all this because like you know they have these services and uh, initiatives for like okay get this on Xbox One, we'll let you bring it forward. You know if if that ever were to come to pass, like sure, why not? Like. And, and we were talking about connect connect stuff earlier. Like, mm-hmm. man, has Phil Spencer put, been putting in a lot of work? Just basically just course correcting for the last like seven years. Like, but it, that's the been cycle, though, wild. Right? Like, so the Xbox, the original Xbox, because you can't just say Xbox anymore. Uh, I sound like <laughs> old man, but I'm in my mid thirties, so fuck you. Uh, the Xbox, like, was an abject failure, right? I'm not sure if it was just because of the time it came out, but, like, it was just, it wasn't great. So, the 360... It's the, it's the first system with a hard drive we've ever had. It yeah. was, And I think it was a drastic expense for Microsoft to put that out. I think, did it come out at 300 bucks? Yeah, it came, I think it came out at $300, yes. And it yeah, had no Sony, DVD player on PS2. So, they charge you $120 <laughs> extra two years later to get a hard drive. Right. So, that's, <laughs> to give you an indication of how much Microsoft probably lost in the original Xbox. Yeah. But... So they spend they spend the next generation like oh it's three sixty we're gonna make a lot of stuff that we didn't have native like it didn't have a DVD drive now it does you know mm-hmm. it doesn't you know we have the hard drive but it's a replaceable hard drive technology is cheaper right um, we just make a janky system um, but then PlayStation was a yeah but then PlayStation comes out it's like well psh, we have the PS three. Five hundred American dollars, please. Five hundred ninety-nine um, USD. <laughs> yes, and like for some creds, we had the six-axis controller and all this other stuff, and then they had to spend the whole next generation basically apologizing for that, and we get the cycle. So I'm expecting the PS5 to be a hot trash fire. We'll have some gimmick that we're gonna see. It's like this is stupid, and then the Xbox One X will be or Xbox Series, Series X. X. That's serious. That's always gonna be fucked. <laughs> I know. They should. They should just call it Xbox. They should just. They should just go full iPhone. I Screw think, it. I mean, honestly, I think that uh, Microsoft's saving grace is the fact that they have 
they're basically giving away you know a bunch of games on pc all the time yeah. and mm -hmm. to encourage people over there and if your pc is strong enough you don't need a series x you can play all of those microsoft games right there on your pc yeah. so like they that that kind of like that spread generation that uh, might be and, and being able to play a lot of these games on you know your current xbox ones i think it, it's, it's, I think Xbox is going to have an easier transition into whatever the next for gen sure. is. It's it's interesting to think of Microsoft, and this is a huge shift, but like they've made great strides in hardware. I thought the Surface was a joke, but like people dig it now. But it's yeah, also if you right? think of them yeah. like they're a game publisher uh, and a first party publisher at that, and they're kind of behaving like what if Netflix also made TVs? You can use this <laughs> right, on any yeah. TV you want, but we make one optimized for this, and it's mm -hmm. about the same price. Maybe buy ours. That's why I think they're being really friendly about it, because like I, I don't. There's other than like the solid state stuff, which is nothing short of revelatory, and some of the stuff in the controller. Like, there's not a huge difference between an Xbox One X and a Series X. There's there, there's mm -hmm. not even really a reason to upgrade immediately. And, but the idea that like, well, yeah, if you buy the game here, you'll also get it there, optimized right. like. Oh, I see what you're doing. I see what you're doing. Right. Yeah, they're they're ingratiating themselves. So then you're like, well, all my all my games are going to just pour it on over. I'll just go ahead and grid a Series X this holiday, whatever. Mm -hmm. you know? Yeah, and they managed to work stuff out with third party people. I just read about like they extended the buying Madden because like that was super wonky. Buying Madden, what is it? Smart delivery. You buy something yeah. on the yeah. last gen Xbox, you'll get it on the new generation Xbox. And I think uh, the window for Madden was like three months. Like if you buy it within three months, Here, you can upgrade. And like, here's, huh. the, here's the here's the dirty little secret: never mm. buy a Madden on a next gen, like the first Madden on a next gen system, because mm. it is always the Madden where they'll do everything to to build off the technology, but it will strip every all the features that you enjoy. Yep, yep. You never really? never buy a Madden early. Uh, it's happened every generation. Every time you buy, I did a Madden, not want to know that. Yep, that's one of the weird things. <laughs> It also happens in the WWE games as well, but we don't talk about those. Well, it's an, it's an interesting to note for the first time ever. You can you can pay one price and get both. Yeah, and yeah, yeah. But people were like, the window is so small. If there's a shortage like there is for almost every game console, I won't qualify. Yeah, <laughs> that's ridiculous. Right. And and so they just I think EA just extended it. But right, and I feel yeah, I feel it's, like it's, Microsoft it's, might extend it as well. I mean, they uh, it, in in the current climate, you know. They're in a pretty giving mood. They'll just be like, yeah, well, like three months will just be the standard because they know that things are not going to be stable or or like it's supposed to be come fall. So, I mean, have you guys noticed that you, you can't find a Switch right now? You haven't nope. been able to for two months. They're I gone. Not. No, because every and, every everybody who's, who, who makes like web bots and buy bots and stuff just mm -hmm. snags them up as quickly as possible and flips them on like Facebook Marketplace for $500. It's like... Great those man. Should, those people should be attacked by by police. And, yes, but say rubber bullets. Yes, yes. those Absolutely. are the people Donald Trump should be dominating. God, <laughs> aftermarket assholes. Throw them on the floor. I had to set up. I had to set up one of those alert bots uh, when the switch originally came out because, like, I we would all just sit in the office and like everyone would try to buy them at once and be like one or two people in the office be like I got one I got one but. It took me like it was like three months. Oh my god! No, no, no! Like two months, I think, right after it came out to finally get one, and like it was the first time like I had been able to like fully like with my with my big boy income buy a Aww. buy a console, and so I was like, <laughs> I'm gonna do this, damn it! I'm gonna do my breath of wild. <laughs> I didn't. Yeah. I didn't even think about that. I, I I guess I keep having to go back and look up um, 
how the COVID has disrupted the console cycle. And it's 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 a, yeah. it's not as much as I, I thought it was, but mm. at this point we should have seen both what the console looks like and games running on it mm-hmm. now. Yeah. Uh, for the PS5 in particular and occasionally some pre-orders, but like this being E3 week, if like there's not pre-orders available in 2 weeks, like something is not correct. Definitely off. I'm and, I'm not going to be surprised if it's like, hey, you know, we are extending our definition of holiday 2020 to include spring 2021. <laughs> to include so. Valentine's Day. <laughs> I, yeah, exactly. I, buy it for but someone you love. It's a holiday. I feel like, they, I feel like they ha- they're going to chill the box Thursday, right? Like that, they have to. Oh, they, yeah, I mean, probably, but Maybe, watch but, them not. Like, I totally wouldn't be surprised. Yeah. Dude, if they don't, I think people are going to be pretty pissed, though. I got to say. I mean, that's why we did the show we did is nobody's most people aren't going to get that mad if you don't do something normal, even though the PlayStation fans did, and it was embarrassing. <laughs> uh, but Microsoft, I think, yeah, they, they they pushed their reveal that was supposed to be this week off to August. It's yeah. just not happening. Yeah, mm. yeah. And I, 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 I guess Sony's still going to go forward, but that's also the fucking, that is the, that is the Michael Jackson popcorn gif. Excuse me, I don't use Michael Jackson stuff anymore. The Bill Hader popcorn gif. <laughs> uh, because this... Last, the last generation was decided by who made the announcement of their price first, and then Sony right. bit the bullet and knocked $100 off its unit mm-hmm. just to, to stick it to Microsoft. And now the, the positions have reversed mm-hmm. uh, at the very at the seemingly the last minute, so I cannot wait to see what happens. <laughs> Either way, we benefit. Yep. Steal from right? Walmart. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's funny you uh, were talking about um, hacks and, and modding and stuff, because I've been doing that on my 3DS just to a much... Let's say simpler degree. It's less. Yeah. It's less. You know, sanding down sidings and 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 doing some soft like like or or hardware modifications. It's all just like right. follow this follow this checklist on Discord. You'll be fine. So you know, thirty minutes later, I'm running like GBA and DS games, and apparently uh, with the right software, you can run N64 games on 3DS. And it's like, oh wow, really? That's great. I can play Mario 64 portably, and it won't suck ass. Can't wait. <laughs> I've heard that so much this week. I never played Mario 64, uh, the DS version, until the 3DS. Let me, let me, so let I could me, use the pad. Let me go ahead but it's still, it's still programmed with eight directions in mind, so even with a stick, it's like, yeah, mm. like on a surface level, it's there. But like, it's not going to be like where I have an emulator of 64, just on like, yeah. you know, a 64 ROM. And just uh, playing that. Let me, uh, so. let me go ahead and stretch. Oh, I got a hot take try, Foster coming to town. Try, uh, Great. Tell me, about, ahead, tell me about Banjo. To let him get ready, I the things I just tore out of my uh, yeah. my modded arcade machine is N64 compatibility, because, man, does that controller not emulate well anywhere? <laughs> and especially right? not yeah. an arcade, <laughs> arcade right. control deck. Where the fuck are you put the C buttons? <laughs> I, I guess on the other thumbstick. <laughs> right, so, here it is, my take. <clears throat> Mario 64 has always been a bad game. I think everybody yeah, has, like, oh, has definitely... Christ. Uh, propagated it because they grew up with it. It is not a good Mario game. Right, it is not a good 3D Mario. It's not a good game. Mario game. It huh? is. What are you talking a about? Bad game. Okay. Okay. Hold Here on. I got this. Thanks. I got this. Thanks. Compared to what? <laughs> <laughs> what? Like Man, what? I is don't even really like Mario 64. Uh, what is your What is your go-to 3D game? And if you say If you say <laughs> Sonic Adventure, no one's going to believe anything you say ever again. Okay. So it's Mega Man Legends. It's Mega Fuck Man that. Legends. Come on. Fuck that. You, uh, you know that. I hate Mega Man Legends. Um, I, I think 3D platformers are a bad genre. Let me let me preface no. that. Well, but hmm. Rayman 2 is a better 3D platformer. 
Yeah, but it came out after Mario 64. <laughs> <laughs> also, it is a better, Zelda, it is a better Zelda game. Zelda came out. But... Zelda came out after fucking Adventure. Adventure is still a bad no. game. Like, but no, Adventure's I, I, not. Like, I'm gonna put the kibosh on that. How like uh, does Rayman have that triple jump? Does he have a wall jump? A wall kick? Uh, how many things can Rayman do? Can he slide? Does he say so long, gay Bowser? Yeah, does he say so long, gay Bowser? Maybe he stole from Mario 64 to be a little better, but he didn't steal enough. Mm-mm. I I know that I'm rooted in like that area of Discover of Mario 64 when it came out. I, I love playing that, going to that clip on YouTube when they show the game for the first time, and the first time human beings saw Mario run in a circle, they they gasp. Like they've just been told their mother died. Like this, is, this is something they were never supposed to see, and it was such a weird game. And it's and if I think TL, if I didn't have the progression memorized, like where you're supposed to go and what you're supposed to do and what doors you're supposed to open, it might be pretty frustrating. Yes. But I, I have a blast with it. And about every two or three years, I get 120 stars. It makes me very very happy. I mean, I'm in Chris. Rayman Two does not. The only reason I don't like Mario 64, like in the hierarchy of that, those early 3D games, was because my first, I mean, my first game that was a 3D game was Ocarina of Time. So, like, uh, going from that, like in my head, every game was a light action RPG action adventure <laughs> game and I want to go, go play Mario I'm like what is this? What were you just what? weirded out that you could choose when you could jump instead of having Link have to fucking sidle up to a to a ledge and just oh yes. fell off the, oh, fell I was extremely confused I'll never forget I'll never forget Brett Elson's last play of, of let, me, of let me go find wonderful. the hidden uh, the hidden like uh, hat world so I can get this magic hat out of nowhere oh that's that's super fun don't talk Are shit about the wing cap, man. Shit on crazy. <sighs> Are you crazy? This is America, TL. You cannot talk that kind of shit on Mario Odyssey. Mario, who do you think you are, Adam from Paducan, who did it all this week? Mario Odyssey is the it's the best 3D Mario. Then it's Mario Sunshine. Then I guess Galaxy. Okay, hold on, hold on, hold on. You said I guess Galaxy, and then you like brush them off, and you're like, oh no, Sunshine goes up here. I did not say Galaxy. I said Galaxy too. Very huge distinction on that. Now, what did, did Nintendo cancel their announcement this week as well? No, they yeah. So Nintendo they moved it. They like said indefinitely. We we might put it back in August. Is like what insider analysts and people who have heard yeah. things say. But they're like, yeah, we just not doing oh, it. Oh no, I can't have my favorite arms character in Smash Brothers. Oh, honestly, I... that was that was the canary in the coal mine for me. Everyone was like, "Where's the direct? It's February. Where's the direct?" I'm like. COVID-19 is, like, devastating all of Asia right now. It's going right to be now. real. Yeah. We're not going to have one. <laughs> yeah. And I was like, come on, guys. Like, and like, even even just, even the riots, like, you have to understand that from a marking letter do you, level. Yeah. Do you, does this presentation have anything to do with the word breath or contain right. the names yeah. of any? Is the main character named Floyd? This will all go over terribly if we release <laughs> this this week. Seriously, yeah. it's all it's all like, that's the kind of crap they have to consider. They, mm-hmm. yeah. Especially Nintendo is one big marketing video. Like they'd have to remove a ton of that stuff. I'm I was disappointed because like, you know, the rumor is the the Mario platformer HD remakes. Yeah, hopefully yeah. including Sunshine sixty four and Galaxy. All those bad and games hopefully. being remade. Absolutely. Uh, what games? <laughs> As opposed to Rayman two. Give me one more for the people, just so they trust <laughs> you. Rayman <laughs> two, better game. Banjo Kazooie. Better game. Uh, oh, you no, you you gave a little pause there. It is 
there's certain things that are admirable about it, but it is not a better game. That's if by your standard, Donkey Kong 64 is a better platform. I, I would never, which say it that. is not. Donkey Kong 64 <laughs> is one of the worst. It's one of the worst video games I've ever played. If I, I despise Donkey and Kong now, 64. Now, blessing Eddie Oyo Jr. is never going to talk to you again. <laughs> Donkey Kong 64 is literally everything that's like bad about Banjo Kazooie, yes. wrapped into a full game with Donkey Kong characters. And a, bad golden, giving... and, a, and a bad golden eye mode. <laughs> yeah. That, that, that's with, Donkey Kong uh, 64. But an incredible rap. Yes. An incredible rap. Bars, as they say. Bars. <laughs> yes. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Look up the uh, remix with uh, Evanescence's Bring Me to Life. It is that, oh, Those songs no. go together way too well. Close the show out with it. <laughs> Let's do it. Uh, Let's so do it. it. So it is written. <laughs> but yeah, no, I mean, look, I know I have some hot takes. And I'm not saying that everyone... Has to hate you, Mario sixty four. You're feeling bold, man. You had a you had a, a victory lap week last First of week. All, you had all these new followers. You just <laughs> got to let these opinions out know. of here. No, 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 no. If you think yeah. me having these hot takes is because I got some kind of shine, you don't know my movies. No, you seen no my I'm just movies. saying. I'm just saying. Land Before you got to put them out there. Is the worst <laughs> movie. Then we're back a dinosaur story, it's and I'll stand by that. I can write in my grave. I can confirm he was born this way. <laughs> he, he, this, is, this, is, this is what he does. And he's saying that, by the way, he doesn't get this. Let's see. I'm gonna, I can see his face, so I can judge. Mm-hmm. He doesn't even like Banjo Kazooie. <laughs> he doesn't. He doesn't he even like it. Face, Yet it's no. better than another game that he likes that he doesn't like. To, like, where does the authority come from? <laughs> Clearly, he's a Banjo Tooie man. I did. I did want to send you. There's a giant animation cell uh, auction. And I'm, of course, I'm looking at the stuff that no one's bidding on going for cheap. And uh, my dude, a lot of Rockadoodle in there. And yes, some Fat Albert that I might have to pay. Oh, dude, <laughs> if that's, the Rockadoodle. If that's the, is it? Uh, Rockadoodle's so good. God, I want, I'll send it to you. I want to But talk it, about it. there's a really good one of a Dumb Donald in there. And I'm like, yeah, I don't see that going for more than 20 bucks. I, <laughs> I will take the Fat Albert. So <laughs> I will. I love. I will buy all those Rockadoodle ones because it's so. Great. I would, like, love to, uh, I would love to no. just browse some of these uh, these cells though for like just po- even, yeah, even but even popular. I'm shows. not. I'm not stupid. I'm not telling your audience where to find this. Stuff. <laughs> I don't want to be bidding against them in, in like ten days. Uh, I'm going to beg my mom for like a. You should buy this for yourself so I can inherit it when you die because it's that expensive. <laughs> I, I need this the to long be long con, the long con. I, yeah, I need this to be less than a grand because I'm <laughs> really going to go at my mom super hard. Like this looked really good in your house, really good for about twenty to twenty five <laughs> years. <laughs> this freeze a POV shot con. would be great, great in your. Great See, in your I knew it. Room. I knew it, Dylan. I knew what you were thinking. You were thinking, you're like, where's, where's the, the dragon I, I'm going to get my DVZ. I, it's my been DVZ an hour. Cell. I haven't talked about it. I, I start fiending. But Freeza. I saw it. I saw those gears turning the moment he, you heard animation cells. I'm like, He's, it's Dragon Ball. It's Dragon Ball. <laughs> yeah, if, if your audience doesn't know me, I, I, animation cells should be the rarest, most expensive things in the world. But if it's not an old Disney movie or cartoon or Warner Brothers, it's almost worthless right now and i don't think it'll stay that way the last one i bought was a few years ago it was this beautiful beetlejuice from the uh, like too good more be- better than it deserves to be beetlejuice cartoon and it was ten dollars five dollars including shipping yeah i thought about yeah doing, yeah i thought about because i have the dvd for the beetlejuice cartoon i thought about doing that instead of live from the pool house originally uh That's if i really want to do the, the i really want to do the little swiss show I mean, I'm, I'm glad Plaza did what you're doing. So, 
Yeah, yeah I, I, I've watched I've watched more uh, BET on Sling since doing your show because after like two a.m which otherwise known as my time to shine. <laughs> uh, it, it's played like in four-hour blocks. And that's that's because of the pool house, man. Yep, we did it. Only us. No one else was talking about Fresh Prince but us. Well, I just, like, <laughs> I, like I told you in the show, like I never, well, I'm not listening to another Fresh Prince podcast, but like I don't know what TV shows run over the air anymore. Like it, I'm in the streaming right. culture. Unless I seek it out and watch it myself, it doesn't exist anymore. And that's yeah. sort of a bummer. And, and and that's why I keep that $30 cable plan, and I should really cancel it. It's <laughs> it's like the, one of the biggest streaming bills I have right now. And But I didn't uh, – are you enjoying HBO Max? Uh, I love it. Um, I literally just put it on. One, it doesn't do this shit. Oh, hey, I've noticed you've been watching this for like an hour. Do you want me to stop? Like it doesn't do that, so I love that. <laughs> um, and I don't know, like I the the – like the library is really deep. The only thing I hated was like it was like seventeen ninety nine. I was like Jesus Christ. But you get all the HBO shows like as they come out, and then so you get Fresh Prince, that new Looney Tunes show. Oh my God, it's so good. Um, yeah, I didn't even know the there was a new one. Yeah, you can see a couple of them for free on YouTube, and like they're okay. they're good. Yeah. Like it, it has a, it looks sort of like a new Cartoon Network show, but like with a lot more fluidity and more representative of the madcap nature of old Looney Tunes. Right. Mm-hmm. It's more, it's more Bob Clampett Looney Tunes mm-hmm. than like Chuck Jones Looney Tunes. Right. And that's what I love mm-hmm. about it. And I was telling my roommate, the thing that I love the most is so Daffy at some point in the fifties and sixties became Bugs' sidekick. Right. And like mm-hmm. the jokes are in the expense of Daffy, but the, Daffy is supposed to be e, just e, 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 e. he's he's just <laughs> supposed to be chaos incarnate. Mm-hmm. And like as we like as I grew up, those were less and less of those cartoons. This cartoon series has him has as it should be, Porky as the straight man and Daffy as just those chaos, chaos. incarnate. That's those so are good. those are the best Daffy cartoons because the ones without Porky, he is like like Bugs is like Dude, you flooded my house. I'm gonna pull your pants down for seven straight minutes. Right. <laughs> it makes sense. It makes sense. But Daffy's just like an unbridled asshole. But in those Porky cartoons, he is this weirdo transmogrifying force of chaos just to needlessly mess with Porky. I love it so much. There's not that many of them. Right. So I'm glad I'm glad they're taking that route. Cause man, those the radio one, the salesman one, oh, I, I don't know all the names of Looney Tunes because I, I, I oh, they're so awful. But Worst it, puns ever. It's it's, it's it's so good. I love I, I love yellow glove bugs. Uh, again, that's a clampet thing. Like I love and that's what my roommate was like, he was reading the thing, he was like, Oh, Emmer Fudd got rid of his um gun. I was like, Well, people refer, don't remember the first Elmer Fudd, he wasn't a hunter. He had gotten bugs like as a pet. A photographer. Yeah. So like. Or the sorry, the egg, the egghead. One of them was a photographer. Right. So like he doesn't <clears throat> always have to have a gun. So I th- I like that it's going to break. It breaks away from what convention is. Like what people think well, it is, and still be emblematic of what it actually is. And because I am I am super nerdy, I um, was going to record stores back in San Francisco and buying up. Uh, records of Mel Blanc doing original voices for the Looney Tunes on record. And I got some Elmer Fudd and, and Bugs Bunny stuff. And even then, I think it was like 1962, they were really playing down the gun thing. And I, if you, it's on a bonus time somewhere, I might have a show where I could bring it up again. Elmer Fudd says, I'm hunting a wabbit. 
of course my gun is filled with gum drops, of course. I wouldn't want to hurt the poor guy. That's literally how they make the caveat. Like, I'm not shooting him with bullets. It's, it's not something, it's not new. We are not bigger pussies than we used to be. Uh, shooting, <laughs> firing a gun of live ammunition at your favorite character hasn't, has been made, making people uncomfortable for multiple decades. <laughs> and, and they've been, I don't know, like I cannot wait to see some of that stuff. Yeah. I, I, I did want to, re- if anybody wants to do the mod thing or anything else that requires a lot of data usage, remember that Comcast from, and whatever else you're using, everyone kind of extended their data caps. Mm-hmm. Yes. Mm-hmm. And if you don't know how getting a Raspberry Pi works, you can download an image. So some guy has downloaded a bunch of games. You trust him or has read his reviews. He's optimized all the settings. For me, a guy had made something uh, for the 5-4 ratio of a one-up arcade machine. These are all uh, arcade games optimized for this in this in this Raspberry Pi. The control should give you no problem. There's always other errors to work out, but I, you basically have to spend a while dating or courting an image. Images start at like 16 gigs, 32 gigs, 64 gigs to 200 gigs. I think I told that story when Gears of War 5 was coming out. I'm like, ah, fuck it. I'll get Gears of War 5, 4, and replay that. Walked away. 120 gigs. <laughs> Comcast sent me a notification over all my devices. Like, you were approaching your one terabyte data cap that you didn't know existed. So, courting images, I've downloaded about 500 gigs worth of data trying to find the right image for uh, my, my system. So, right now, if you want to steal a like a boatload of shows <laughs> and st- download a bunch of your games, do it right now. Now's the time to get do your it Call right of Duty Warzone updates in because two of those are going to yes, fill it up. <laughs> Man, you just gave me a great pitch for tomorrow uh, for my for my, my Lifehacker article for, for, for Tuesday. Yeah, because so. like, <laughs> like seriously, the way the, the – I mean, I'm like most people now. I participate mostly in streaming, including like live streaming my television. Uses a lot of bandwidth. I wouldn't have been able to try out more than one arcade image in a month mm-hmm. had we right. not. Thank you, COVID. One thing, uh, <laughs> <laughs> one thing you've given us. So uh, yeah, I just I, w- I was talking to friends like let's think of some stuff we haven't been able to download because they not only are they not throttling you, uh, they're not throttling your speeds either. Allegedly, that's why this conversation yeah. has been crystal clear. And right. I think yeah, no. when they when they put caps back on, that's going to go away. Right. Yeah. <laughs> imagine imagine this world. Imagine if your internet was just like this at all times, and not and you could and you could just work from home, right? Right? You know, and that's crazy. Now imagine they lied about all the times they said they couldn't do it. <laughs> <laughs> yep. <laughs> yeah. Whoops. Uh, uh, I got gotcha. you. Yeah. You could have done this the whole time. It's You're just it's, trying to uh, squeeze an extra twenty out of me a month. Oh, that's cute. Just dropping truth bombs on this one, are we? <laughs> okay. Yeah. It's yeah. awful. Hopefully, I hope. Hopefully, my town's fiber is still going through because, man, I cannot wait to get rid of Comcast. I, I did not realize I'd been here. Th- I got like, uh, you're going to need this and this and this. Like, fuck off. I have my own router. I have my own, I have my own modem. Um, I made that investment, as, and which you should if you can. Like, it's like a $200 investment for both, and they're always way better than what Comcast. They will give you the worst of the worst <laughs> and never tell you when it's actually broken. Yep. You have to. You would actually call them after having constant troubles, and I've had mine for like uh, five years. Still fine. It's one of the best investments I've ever made, and I've saved a ton of my cable bill. And then I just didn't notice my cable bill was like sixty nine ninety nine 
every month because that's I, I pay for internet. And I remember telling the guy, like, but you're going to need this. No, I won't. I will not need <laughs> right. your television. Right. I will not need your phone. I will not need any of your equipment. I just need your one thing. And it was just bizarre to look at, sixty nine ninety nine, and I didn't realize that expired. And they kicked that shit up like 35 yeah, to 40 bucks. And, and like, wow. So, like, there's supposedly fiber coming here. And, like, I cannot wait to ditch Comcast so bad. Oh, Metronet, I need you. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry, I elongated this podcast. No, I mean, no, it's fine. Oh, like no. I said, I, I, I was just thinking about what options I have, and I'm pretty sure the only option I still have, even in, in Portland, Oregon, is just Comcast right now. Or you can get CenturyLink, but it's like... DSL. Uh, yep. It, it, you can't upload, and you can't do this. Sounds you can't like Cincinnati have these kind of Bell. conversations. Everybody's favorite, Cincinnati yeah. Bell. Hey, look, I live in Jacksonville. We get what we can get. We get Spectrum crib. Mobile. I know. Got, love it, love it. Spectrum Mobile. Yeah. <laughs> uh, uh, well, that's this episode. Uh, Caleb won't be too right. mad about it. Uh, we talked about Should a lot of stuff. Oh no! Why about Caleb about mad at me? no. Caleb mad you. Caleb Dylan. Caleb Forty. <laughs> oh, okay. But that I can understand. <laughs> uh, Chris, go ahead. This is where you can plug all of your shows that you do. Oh, I don't care. Uh, Laser time. We do a podcast. This week, Dan's on. We're talking about a brief history of parody songs. 30, 20, 10, when we look at the world. 30, 20, 10 years ago uh, of that week, celebrating the best anniversaries of video games, music, TV, movies, and more. And Video Game Apocalypse this week, I believe, I got to use... This is what's great about uh, my trickery. Anything I spent on that arcade machine is a business expense because I had to use it for a topic. Video Game Apocalypse, we talk about some news, some new games, but we do like a little... Evergreen magazine feature, and I believe we're talking about D and D games this week. Ooh, and oh, I got nice. to use my arcade machine. Sly people will already know what I'm talking about, but uh, a really wonderful game that a lot of people forget about. Uh, on my arcade machine, feels good. Is it from feels Capcom? Good. Is it the? It maybe. Ah, sh- sh- ah, okay, <laughs> <laughs> I'll bleep it out. I'll bleep it out. <laughs> no, no, I'm kidding. I'm, ki- I'm kidding. Uh, that that I, I forget how great that game is how beautiful the sprite work is and the music and the hilarious voice acting and the branching pathways and weapon systems and for some reason it's still available at a reasonable price through your xbox one not if, uh, in the playstation environment mm. you ever bought anything from you can buy stuff on xbox live from the xbox 360 yeah sometimes and i don't know how they work that out because that seemed like a licensing nightmare when when we put when i was working next to the game mm-hmm. uh, a few years ago it, a little miracle. So I encourage you if you give a shit about D and D, get it, get it before they realize their mistake. Fourteen ninety nine. It was also, it's also of course you're talking about Dragon's Crown, right? Yeah, <laughs> I love Dragon's Crown. Never. <laughs> uh, but it's not old school, and this is. And I, yeah, I'm, I'm glad to tease it here. I'm glad to be on the show, man. I'm, I'm glad to talk to people yeah. who aren't just people who live in my house. Um. <laughs> uh, so yeah. Uh, it's Chris. You can. Go to patreon.com slash laser time. Uh, listen, listen to Sick of Star Wars. There we go. That's the plug. Oh, yeah, there's a new episode of Sick of Star Wars that we conclude the prequel saga with kind of a bit of praise for Revenge of the Sith. It's like the like an objectively decent film. It's definitely the most memeable. I've seen, like, I feel like every every third <laughs> scene is something that I've seen on, like, Imgur. <laughs> Hello there. Exactly. Yeah. My powers have doubled. <laughs> Not for a Jedi. Um, <laughs> so yeah, if you want to, you are the chosen one. I, I so I am the hard run. If you want to hear me, that's and my uh, favorite with... line of all. My favorite line of all. It's so great. Uh, 
the emperor is evil. From my perspective, you are the, the evil ch- ones. Like Jedi that's a note of where dialogue Jedi. should go, and it should say that your character shouldn't say uh, that. <laughs> this is after he uh, murdered a bunch oh, of children, goodness. by the way. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Did that justify the what? Jedi, Why did I watch this child? This child is evil. Why did this weird man want to make me watch six hours about space Hitler? And why was he the hero? It's it's just baffling to think about. <laughs> um, she was oh, alive. Sorry, I felt it. You can see. Uh, if you want TL's to in demand ass wants to get out of here. If you want to hear me uh, being talked over on a little time <laughs> podcast, uh, listen to last week's VGA. I'm joking. Uh, they gave me a lot of leeway to stop about everything. Uh, and also, if you wanted to see me. Uh, play video games with people who are younger I, apparently i need to watch high school musical because i have no frame of reference for that um <sighs> never seen it what kind what kind of young person this, are you kowtowing this, to right this, now why this, would you need to watch age, this? this is my generation's fault i apologize <sighs> we were playing the, the game hell? and they said like is this game we have to guess what name is troy and like they were doing a <laughs> yellow in high school and they did baker i should have troy guessed barnes, troy baby. baker but Troy Barnes or Troy Barnes, I probably would have got that. Mm-hmm. But I didn't. I've never seen a High School Musical. I don't know what Zac Efron's yep. character's name. How was I supposed to know <laughs> uh, that? I I thought it was Dandy. I, I, his name's Dandy <laughs> yeah. in the show. Yeah, it's it? Dandy. Absolutely, it's got to be Dandy. Uh, uh, it's. <laughs> but if you want to see me uh, play board games with. Zillennials. I guess they're technically Zillennials. Are they Millennials? Uh, I don't know. Younger than me. Uh, they're 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 the tail end of our of uh, our tail end of millennial. Sure. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Um, but yeah, uh, you could go to jibob.com uh, and watch the charity stream. We raised twenty five thousand dollars, which God Jesus damn. Christ! I didn't expect Very that. well done, man. It's good work, man. Um, so yeah, um, it's like half a cop salary. That, that is half a cop salary <laughs> in two days. Um, if you want to follow us on Twitter, I don't know why you'd do that. Uh, don't follow Chris; he doesn't use his Twitter ever. Um, <laughs> I mean, I tag my Instagram stuff to it. Uh, I'm never going to comment. Uh, you can follow Dylan on Twitter at Tierney. You can follow Brendan on mm-hmm. Twitter at Brendan underscore LH. Uh, you can follow Robert on Twitter. Don't because he doesn't use Twitter either. Um, you can follow Kayla on Twitter at Kayla Neil Wright. You can follow me on Twitter at Travis L Foster. However, I now don't need any new Twitter followers. So if you're following me. Don't <laughs> go send it somewhere else. I don't need. There's you. too many prayers to my grandpa. I'm, He's got too strong. Right now, <laughs> right now, I'm over. The, the thing is, when you know that you've gotten to those spaces, when you have. When you hit that fo- that over like more f- more followers than, than you're following, you following, um, and I hit that the first day, and I have now gone 200 over what I'm following. So uh, I don't need you unless you want to come and re- praise upon me. Then I will I don't take need that. You. I don't need you. <laughs> I and don't you haven't even plugged you haven't even plugged the Patreon yet. Uh, <laughs> Patreon.com/slash/pnb. <laughs> I do need We your need money. you. <laughs> so please give us your money. It's very cheap. $3 gives you everything. Uh, $5 gives you kind of everything and a chance to be like Chris and guess on the show. What? So that, that is something that you <laughs> oh. can do. So uh, please give us money. If you give us enough money, me and Dylan have had – I look at like some of our rewards, are like really cool rewards I would like to do with, with Dylan and – for you guys, but we, we need to get some more money. So just a little more support. That's you know, fucking steal, people. And, uh, just even for just a dollar, you'll get uh, some of our exclusive shows a couple days early. 
me and Brendan did a PNBFM earlier about dungeon crawlers, and we actually yeah. structured the episode like a traditional dungeon where we started with an intro music oh. and then had a shopkeep, and then you know. Uh, so we had fun <laughs> with the, with the formatting a little bit. So give that a listen on Wednesday. It'll already be up by the time you're hearing this. Uh, so any support, we love you for it. Got to say that's a steal. Good price. Remember, these guys are only taking home like I don't know two thirds of that. So like, yeah, good prices, man. Yep. Totally worth it. If you want me to to harangue people into doing my cartoon show that I want to do, please give us money. That way I could justify. Uh, <laughs> allow. Don't do. I want to do a cartoon show. You don't get to do a cartoon show. Well, people. It was my idea gotta, <laughs> to do a cartoon show. Finish podcast. the bracket. <laughs> oh, I I really want to re- go back to that. I think that's probably what I'm going to start working on today. Because I hell really yeah, that, that was so much bracket. fun doing, man. Yeah, a lot of people oh, hey, are you fucking know what? stupid. So. We did a March Madness uh, 90s cartoon bracket um, split oh. up by you know the studios who made them. Um, and it was a lot of fun. It, it was very long. <laughs> it took a long time to get I, to I look, 64 shows. I look, I look forward to Pepper Ann emerging as the winner. I really I'm do. not that. Pepper Ann came out in 2000. <laughs> and I, okay, I, I, am that, I am that young, but I didn't like Pepper Ann. I have strategically. <laughs> so the reason why this came about was... <laughs> There was a bracket someone did, and they called it the greatest cartoons of the 90s. And I think As Told by Ginger was in the finals, <laughs> and I've just never been so mad. Well, it's also that uh, most nerds don't know how to properly seed things, so you just had awful, awful matchups on uh, from the moment go. Right. So. Yeah. I think I saw that, and like, really? Rocco gets knocked out in the first tier? That's yeah, kind of weird how you like, placed it there. You know, set it up next to Cat Dog. I don't know what's wrong with people. I, they had an opening match, which was Gargoyles versus Batman the Animated Series, and I was like, Oof. "That's no, round one, huh? really? Not yeah. an opening. That's not no. an opening. What the that hell? is the winners' finals." <laughs> uh, I'm really pushing for Dragon Ball. Dragon Ball, the one. Um, I haven't heard of it, but I hear you know hear good things. So you know. <laughs> All right, um, but yeah. So for Chris, for Brendan, for Dylan, I am Teal Foster. This is P and B. Hope you fuck good. That is the ending of the show. Uh, is that his catchphrase? When she needs to be, she can float through the air and climb up trees, 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 trees. Wake me up inside. Wake me up inside. Of the DK crew This song so strong It isn't funny Can't make a gremlin Cry out for mommy Can't pick up a folder With relative ease I've been sleeping a thousand years It seems not to open my eyes To a baby He can't jump high But this song
smell. Freak smelling oranges and coconut. 